Hey guys, welcome back to Couples Chatting About Infertility. On this episode, Tim and I talk about why we decided to open up with our journey and how this has been a huge step in our healing process. We talk about how the support from the online community is a real must for anyone going through the struggle who feels like they need someone who understands. There is something so therapeutic in talking and connecting with others who are dealing with infertility. We also talk about the importance in recognizing that there is a place for everyone in the community. We even get into the male perspective and talk about how Tim felt about supporting me while going through our journey. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy it. Straight up chilling today. Yep, got a day off of work. Get to stay home with the wife and the baby. So it's always it's, a good day. It's a good day, that's for sure. What's up with you? Not much. Same old, same old. Just thinking about our little morning routines and how funny and different they are. Yeah, I know. I'm an early morning man. I stay in bed until the last possible second and love to just take my time getting up. Yeah, he's like that too now, the little boy. He likes to just kind of wake up and chill for a minute, you know? Yeah, I like to get up and go. It's funny because even on your days off, when I try to convince you to just relax in the morning, you never really want to. I know. You're just somebody that likes to have that structure and get up and start your day. And since finding yoga and meditation, it's really made you stay on that path, you know? I mean, we're we're only here for a limited amount of time, so we might as well uh, be able to use and really get as much time as we can yeah. out of it. But see, you used to love your sleep. That's when I was and, a kid, though. Yeah, and now you really don't need much of it. Very true. Very Every true. once in a while, you'll like to take a nap here or there, but other than that, it's not Naps are dope. Yeah. Naps are still dope. I like a nap after a hot day out in the sun. A quick power nap. Yeah. So what you got going on in your life right now? I don't know. I just keep thinking about how we decided to open up with our story and what that's been like ever since we started sharing and just connecting with so many different people. And it's just been life-changing. In what way? I feel like the biggest thing that it's done for us initially is just help so much in the healing process to be able to connect and know that you're not alone and that other women and couples are experiencing the same thing, going through a similar situation, maybe going through something completely different. But there's something so therapeutic about connecting with other people that are going through infertility. 
I just keep thinking about how much our journey has changed since we've really started to share our story. Yeah, I guess coming from, you know, the side where we never shared with anybody to now, you know, in our, you know, our close, you know, circle of of family and friends, still the majority of the people don't really know what we've been through, you know, outside of our parents and, you know, our siblings, siblings, um, the majority of people still don't know, but I feel like you having that IG and you finding that uh, community to of women and men um, that are on, on the IG advocating for infertility and, and all that stuff, I think that gave you a little bit of confidence to, you know, share your story and, and get it out there because it's almost like you finally found that place where you almost fit in mm-hmm. with your thoughts mm-hmm. and, and your feelings and shit. And so I think that's, you know, I think it's really cool because you've met some really cool people. We've met some cool people. Um, they're some of the, the bravest and strongest people that I've ever, I've ever seen, Yeah, you know, cause and I, you know, you, you feel like that when you go through it and you can kind of relate on different, um, on different levels, you see stories and you see pictures, you know, the pictures in the infertility world, the pictures speak a thousand words, you know? So it's, it's cool because I can relate too. I think that for so long since we didn't share about it and since we didn't really open up at all, um, it almost held us back from growing in a way because we, started to see after our son was born that, you know, our struggle is definitely part of our story and that owning it and sharing it, it truly is the bravest thing that you can do. And there's a quote out there that's like that. And it really is true. You never know what doing that will do for others, but also the healing that really takes place. And this is something that you kind of started to pick up on early on was like just the therapeutic part and talking about it and speaking about it. Yeah, I've always felt that when you talk about it, and this was part of like when I was going to therapy and what I learned there is that when you talk about it, you you allow yourself to hear your story through your sets of ears instead of just, you know, hearing your story through your your mind and your thoughts and your your feelings. You're allowed to actually hear it and you're actually allowed to, if, you know, you can get to the point where you can take yourself out of the situation and look at it from another perspective, you can almost applaud yourself at all the things that you were very critical of yourself at, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a journey, you know? And some people go through a lot worse than what we did. Yeah. Some people don't go through nearly... Maybe as much. As much as what we did, right? All that Mm -hmm. shit. But nonetheless, a journey is the journey. Exactly. And we're all here to support and build each other up. Yes. And that's why I like this infertility community because I haven't really came across one person one person or a person's page where there was any real negative energy mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. just seems like we're all in this together and yes. we're all rooting for the next person whoever's on that cycle or whoever's in the mix of you know whatever Getting they're going right, through right. you know 
I think that you bring up such a good point because you're right. And that's something that I see so much, which is people just sharing the message that there's really space for everyone in the community. Just because your story is different than my story doesn't mean you don't belong or I don't belong. And they're true. if you're going through infertility, if you're having trouble getting pregnant, that's infertility. There's a space for you no matter what your story is. Whether you've been trying for a year and you're just getting started learning about different treatments and you're looking for support, whether you've been trying for four years and, you know, there's so many different places you can be in the infertility world. But no matter what, there's so much support within that online community. And that really has been huge. And what's funny is, like you said, there's still so many people that have no idea about things that we went through for seven years of our life. But in the past less than six months, we've connected with so many amazing different people who have gone through and are going through the same struggle that we did. And that's been so beautiful for us. Definitely. I I agree. It's... I see how it's helped you, you know. I feel like with the IG, it's more of a healing for you than it is for me. I found my source of healing in in a couple different places, but I feel like once you got once you got um, onto the IG wave and you really put your foot into the community and you were open and you were honest and you were sharing some, you know some things about yourself that you haven't I haven't heard you tell anybody yeah. up until this point I think that's you know for me as your husband I think um it makes me very proud and it makes me happy and it it encourages me knowing that it seems like you're getting better with your headspace and you know there's a a lot of people who who play a part in that you yes. know who you follow who you really exactly like and it That's what I was going to say is the writing is therapeutic, but also the reading is more than therapeutic and just taking the time to really actually read somebody's post for the day or go back through somebody's page and read about different experiences or things about their infertility journey that they've shared. It really is just as important as, you know, writing it and expressing it that way it kind of has worked both ways for me the writing aspect and getting my thoughts and feelings down the connecting with other women through dms through messages you know things like Mm -hmm. that but then also just reading other people's journey so what what was it that made you so adamant about not wanting us to tell anybody about what we were going through what's the real reason like is it shame was it hurt you know, there's there's a plethora of different feelings and emotions attached, and anybody who goes through it understands, you know, but there are people who are extremely open and people who are private, and we were just a private people. We were, and I know? think that happened early on, and because what was we, What was the root of it? What was I the main thing? I think that because we were so young, and we recognized there was a point in time where we went from quickly dreaming about planning our little family to blinking and being like oh shit like this is something we're really gonna have to work for this is not coming easy to us and I feel like initially it's just that feeling of not wanting to share 
about it with anybody because of just how hard those feelings were to process myself. And so for me, I was having such a hard time going through that. And like I said, processing those initial feelings of I'm 23 years old and I can't get pregnant. My first thought wasn't to run to someone else and confide in someone else like, you know, a close family member, a close friend. And I think that's because I've always had to like deal with things on my own and that's just how I am. Right. Do you feel differently? Do you feel like when we were so young? Because it feels like it was something that we went through together. And I think that obviously, you know, you can share if you felt different. I know we've talked about it. But I feel like a lot of it, so much of it had to do with our age that by the time we kind of then got wrapped up into the treatments and everything, years, it was like, why were we going to let anybody in then? We had already yeah. been going through it, you know? Yeah, from from my perspective, there was there was a time towards the end of you know our first journey to get our first child here, where I was just like, it would probably be beneficial if we told you know at the bare minimum, you know maybe your mom. Yeah. You know, just so I could have some support too, because it got to the it got to a point in time where all of our conversations were sad. You know what I mean? We were we just. You know, the third embryo didn't take, so we just felt devastated. We felt at the lowest that we've ever felt. Yeah. I remember crying with you. I remember having to hold you. I remember just all these feelings that I had inside, like, of hopelessness, of shock, of embarrassment, shame, um, guilt, all these things that I had, so... I definitely feel like um, it could have been beneficial just in, in my, from my perspective, mm-hmm. just so I could have somebody else maybe not there to like completely help you, but so I could have somebody to just talk to like, yo, she's, you know, it's it's a rough patch. Right. I need you to fall back. But or, why do you feel like you needed somebody for me and not both of us? Because I'm, I was never worried about myself. I was more worried about you, mm-hmm. you know. In hindsight, yes, I was fucked up, too. Right. And that's where, what I kind of worked out through the therapy and, and you know, what I, what I deal with when I go to yoga and meditation now. But I was more focused on making sure that you were good because I've never seen you that low, yeah. you know. So I, I have seen you low, you know, after the second one. After the second embryo didn't take, and then the third one happens, and then I didn't think that you could get any lower, but then you get lower, and, and then I'm just like, I'm fucked up over it, yeah. but I need to be the rock for you. I need to keep our family moving forward. Well, I think the fucked up thing about IVF and frozen embryo transfers is that you probably have the utmost of high hopes going into that first one. It's just you feel like this is it. You've gotten to IVF. The embryo is perfect. Oh, I'm ready. My lining looks great. This and that. Everything you can control is, you know, in your hands. And after the first one doesn't take, the devastation just continues. So the second one, you're more guarded. And however many more you have to continue going through to fight for your baby, it just it doesn't get any easier. But are you saying that you felt like 
it wasn't until we had experienced some of those failed transfers that you were feeling like, damn, like I wish we had someone else other than just ourselves. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, because I didn't feel like that when we were, Clomid didn't work and yeah. when the IUIs didn't work. Just like the seriousness <clears throat> of IVF. Right, because, you know, once we moved on from Clomid, there was IUIs, you know, did the research or whatever, understood that. And then, you know, just going along your journeys, you learn the steps that, you know, it all falls in, you know, and you kind of, at some point in your journey, you realize like, oh, IVF is like, like, it, that's the shit that's supposed to work. You know, that's like the last ditched effort for you. You know what I mean? And so when we got to IVF, it was a very hopeful yeah. moment. It's like an you know? exciting it feeling was, I mean, all that's over the reason again. why we moved back to Maryland. Yeah. You know, we had a nice little life set up in Ohio moving forward with our future. And this brought us back here. So mm-hmm. it was just like, okay. You feel like it has to work. It's it's going to work. We tried Chloe. We tried the IUIs. We've tried naturally on our own. We tried all these things, right? This has to work, right? We're willing to spend some crazy amount of money, and this is going to work, you know? And so you're hopeful again, like you just said. But then after you experience that first one, and you're like, oh, this is what hurt and pain really feels like. And then on top of that, it's all the other life shit that comes along with it. Watching my wife give herself shots, watching her, you know, before work, going to get some blood tests done, you know, all those things that add up. You put your life on hold (laughs) and then it doesn't happen and you don't even, and you're still diagnosed with unexplained infertility you have no answers. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the fuck to do. Your mind's going crazy. Yeah. You know, nothing matters no more. Like, and I feel like it got to the point to where it was just like, yo, like, nothing fucking matters. And there's something different. Once you get to IVF, for us, it just, things change. And, yeah, we had been trying on our own for so many months that turned into years. Yes, we had tried other fertility treatments, but there's just some type of way that you feel when you get to IVF, even though it's no guarantee. IVF does not guarantee you a baby. It guarantees you so many other emotions, good and bad, but that was where things really shifted for us. And I think that with that comes the emotional aspect, the mental aspect, the physical aspect. There's so much that comes along with an IVF cycle that that was when it got to be not too much for us, but it was just like, we were drowning, and, and all we had was each other. It would have been nice to have right, a therapist. And, yeah, and that's that's where I think that it would have been beneficial, maybe, if we had told somebody at that point. But here's what's crazy, too, is I see people that, again... But the people that we would have told have no idea what the fuck we were going through. Yes. You know, like... They they just you just they don't, don't have get any it. Fucking we, this will be so a common theme like, throughout. You don't get it if you haven't been through it. But here's what's crazy too: is I see women who are so vocal about 
needing to take a step back because they're not going to let it consume their life and they have to get back or women that are on a break in between their transfers or cycles and they go back to having that glass of wine or not caring about, you know what I mean, every little thing. And that really, there really is something to be said about what the IVF process really does to you as a woman, as a couple. And again, for us, I think that because it consumed us so much, I laughed when I said it would have been nice to have a therapist, but we didn't really realize that at the time. And because therapy was not something that we had been doing together even before IVF or it wasn't something that we ever really needed we have always been a very strong couple you were able to be there for me I was able to be there for you it wasn't easy but once we got into it it's like like I said we were drowning and after you experienced the heartache of seeing your baby right in front of you that embryo you know and losing your baby there's just something that changes, you know? Yeah, for sure. IVF, just to me, it's a whole nother level. Yeah, but just to go back on, you know, what we were talking about, I, I, because of everything that you listed, that's why I do believe that, you know, from my perspective, it would have been, it would have been a good idea just to let somebody know. But then I contradict myself, too, because, like, I... The people that we told, they, you know, which is our parents, the, you know, the people that we trust the most, they they don't under-fucking-stand really what we were going through. So even now that they know, it's, it's, it's a drag even talking to them because they don't know the questions to ask. They don't know what's appropriate or not to bring up. They seem timid sometimes to even talk about certain things and, and stuff that, like that. And I think what you mean, too, is the just whole like uncomfortable feeling because there is because it's not talked about enough you feel uncomfortable talking about it let alone if you haven't go through it so gone through it so here we have but our I'm, parents wanting to support us because they love us right. but yet they don't really understand and, and they and can't no really imagine so they don't know what to say right. or they don't you know, know what question is too much or will it hurt our feelings or is it too much to ask? And so it does. It's funny because we're like, oh, well, we need the support. Maybe we could have used it. But then at the same time, like I've said before, too, if it's more of a headache talking to somebody about it, mm -hmm. then I'm going to save myself the headache and I not guess, talk to you about I it. I guess my, my new answer is um, if and when we go through the through our next journey to try to expand our family I think it would be beneficial just to now that we're in this community yeah. and we have people who understand what exactly. we're going through and have resources to connect to yeah. for whatever we're feeling and you're stuff so like that. I right. mean look at the people that you know follow you you got infertility coaches you got yes. doulas you got people who yes, wrote therapists, therapists other and women and those authors. are the best connections themselves are the first handed friends that you right, make exactly. through social media and online for sure that, that was that's something that I you know I, funny, I don't feel I, like I regret it but you know I, I think I only regret it to be honest with you on an emotional standpoint, because, you know, I, I f they, even though our parents didn't know and still don't really understand what we went through, 
they still would have offered every bit of love yes. that they have for us. Yes. And that probably would have been a little you know, bit of help. A little bit of help in, in some way, shape, or form, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I'm going to laugh because you said if and when we try to expand our family. And I'm going to say when we do because we know we want to and everything. But I see us seeking support more from the community that we've connected with and that I've connected with mm -hmm. because I'm also one of those people, which I really respect so many different you know perspectives too to me it feels harder to have to tell everybody what we're going through like when I say everybody parents and our close family it feels more difficult to have to do that and keep up with like oh how are you doing this and that and then just knowing that it could not work and yes I know it could work and that would be amazing and we would be beyond shock but it's just like knowing the baggage that comes along with a transfer that doesn't work. It's so much easier for me to process it by myself with you than have to then answer to everyone else that's rooting for us that it doesn't work. Whereas in the infertility community, if you finally take some time to process it and you get back on and let people know it didn't work this cycle, the amount of support that's, oh, just sending you love, hugs, prayers, just that support of a drop of, damn, it didn't work for them. This, that. You know, when I see that somebody's transfer didn't work and I see whether it's just the one line or the BFN or a picture of them crying, and it, it literally like will give me chills from head yeah. to toe in the same way that you get on and you see somebody's original, you know, post or post of the day that's like it worked for us. I saw somebody just yesterday who um, shared that she had her, um, that she had luck on her first frozen embryo transfer. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is that lucky at all. People yeah. that have success on their first IVF cycle, that's amazing. And I think people that are in the community realize how lucky those individuals are because I would say it's common to take multiple, multiple times to achieve, you know, a pregnancy in IVF. Yeah, for sure. I, d I definitely agree It's with a heartbreaking, you. it's just a heartbreaking ride. It's a heartbreaking experience. So I see us seeking support from the community because there's just nothing like having somebody that's been there and that truly gets it. That's yeah. the difference to me. Who just gets Who it. Who just gets it. Yeah which is why we started this podcast to begin with as the idea of like just connecting with other people, men and women, right. you know, same sex couples, anybody that's just going through it that gets the journey and that just needs to talk and vent about yeah, it. Yeah, just wants to talk exactly because there was plenty of nights where I wish I I had this podcast for you to to vent to instead yeah, of my like, ear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it does, man, but it's I think it was probably the best thing. Um, it's been a huge step. It, yeah. It's, I think it's just healing. you getting on that IG has just been one of the best things that's happened to you mentally in a, in a while. Yeah, you and know? so all of the amazing women mm -hmm. out there that are just sharing Because it helps you heal, you know, because one of Mo's issues is that she has, she still has a tough time being disconnected from, from Kingston. So 
with the IG, it helps you be able to still be with Kingston and still work on yourself mm -hmm. while healing mm -hmm. where you don't feel like, okay, I'm ready to go to the yoga studio with Tim for an yes. hour and 30 minutes yes. and do yoga and be away from my baby. <laughs> Yes, you and know? I think that's a struggle that I've gone through yeah. postpartum, infertility, yeah. that's what it does to you, but it's been hard for me. You felt like I gave my everything to him from the day we found out we were pregnant, obviously, but then once you get him here, it's mm -hmm. just so different. You've lectured me time and time again about how I have to make time for myself. Yeah. But daddy needed a little love too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that really is important. And so your point was that if I can connect with other women and just have that as my little therapy time, I'm also with my baby. So it's a double win for me and I'm not missing out. For sure. And that's what makes you feel better, I think. And mm -hmm. that's what has been such a huge help. Because I look forward to talking to these women. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about the men? Know. What about us? Like, how do we get more men to feel comfortable how do we? But again, it literally goes back to I think what I say, babe. Because it's awkward babe. for dudes, man. But listen, because it's so not talked about, and all these amazing women now trying to normalize conversation around it, it's yeah. like, met if women aren't even talking about it, and women are anonymous on these profiles, or women that are just like me that aren't opening up to anybody at all. How are men dealing with it behind closed doors? How do men? The you same know? way we find out how we can serve our partner the best way possible, and we do that. Yeah. You know, for me, I was the guy that needed to be the rock for the family while we were going through this because it was taking more of a toll on you physically, mentally, and emotionally. Right, but why would you discredit yourself, though? Because wasn't it's not it about, equally as hard for you? Yes, it was hard, but in a different ways, you know? I'm not poking myself with the needle. I'm not the one trying to conceive right, like and, and put it in my pregnant, womb. Yeah, what's wrong with my get body? Get off the birth control. Do this. Do that. Try this. Try shots in the ass. Get injected with shit. Like that's I, that's something that I'll never know about. You know. So from my perspective, I don't know how all men feel, but for me, it was just it was just almost well, it was almost as how can I be a role player for the lead? Yeah. You know, so like you're you're taking the lead in this. Right. I need like to be the to, best yeah. co-star possible, <sighs> you know. And so what I feel like what you needed was someone that was always going to listen, someone that was going to read the articles that you sent, someone yeah. that was going to rub your back, right. rub your feet, yeah. hold you when you were breaking down, crying. All that shit. So that's where I really perfected it. it it's just such an awkward um, conversation for fellas because when you think of trying to get pregnant, your first thought is it's a woman trying right. to get pregnant. So it wasn't like we were trying to get pregnant. It was just our wife. And it's just like you don't, you don't want to talk about it because it's not like you, you yeah, go into like your boy's no... house like, hey, bro, man, they, you should see my girl's ass, man. That shit just dimples all over the damn place. <laughs> bruises, bruises lumps. I don't know what the hell is going on, man, but we're trying for, you know, it's not know. like that. It's like, and it's not fun conversation. There's yeah. nothing fun about it. It's, it's There's nothing fun about it. And guys just need something to laugh about. Yeah. You know? But I think something else that's so, you know, 
common, and I think this is how our relationship definitely is, babe. I tend to be the one that's way more emotional than you, and so you were always invested in my emotions, and I'm somebody that I have to tell you everything, and if something's bothering me, it's always better for me to get it off my chest. Like, I have to communicate and talk with you. Mm -hmm. You, on the other hand, can let your emotions sit for a day or two. You can process them. You don't always feel like you have to get it out to me. And so that was where, in our infertility struggle, my emotional, you know, just devastation was everything that you were trying to handle. So a lot of times... I feel like I want to say that I've always cared about your feelings and stuff, but it wasn't me being like, oh, babe, how do you feel? Like, how is this? Because we were going through it so much, and it's just like, I'm this, this is awful, we're this, we're that, that it's like, I'm speaking for you. You don't have anything else, you know? But that's that's what's crazy, too, is that when um, me and you going through this together, from from your perspective, you see this journey as is you know, a little differently because you're the one, like I was saying earlier, injecting yourself. You're the one trying to carry the baby. Yeah. You're the one whose body feels right. different from the steroids to the injections, all that shit. Me, I'm just an emotional bag of shit over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trying because to keep I'm it just together in your own mind in my and own mind. Because I'm, I'm looking at my wife and I'm just hopeless. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I can't give her the one yeah. thing that she really wants in this life. Yeah. You know? And that, that just goes to show that some things just aren't that important, you know, because when you go through some real shit, you really you can really uh, put into place what's really important out yeah, here. You know what I mean? But but anyways, yeah, man, it just makes us feel or it made me feel hopeless and it made me feel like, you know, what what more can I do? Yeah. You know, like I, I, I don't know how I can help. You mm-hmm. know, there's only our. There's only so many back rubs I can get. There's only so many shoulders I can give you to cry on, you know, until you feel like how I felt after the third transfer didn't work where I was just, I had to cry with you that night and I had to break it all down. And that's why we sat for hours and just let it all out. Like there was was, literally nothing else we could say at this point. I couldn't keep going. You couldn't keep going. It was just like one of those moments where it was, it was all of, yeah. Our feelings and emotions kind of yeah. like aligned at the same time, and it, and it was, was just after our first a transfer. Shit show. After our first transfer, didn't work. After our second transfer, didn't work. As devastated as we both were, I remember you saying certain things to me, and things you would say to me was, "We would still have a baby, mm-hmm. and that it was going to work for us, and that maybe it just didn't work on the first one or the second one." It's not and about looking back, if, it's about when. Exactly, and looking back, it's like you were saying that to me, but I halfway think that you weren't even quite sure in your own mind if you really believed what you said. And when we share our story, and I think back to that third transfer that didn't work and that didn't take, there was no point in time where we were any lower. And it's crazy to think about because after the first one where our hopes were so high, you don't think you can get lower than that when you find out. I thought I was pregnant for sure. I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant. It worked. I'm having the cramp. And then that first beta came back completely, you know, at zero. By the time we had gotten to our third one, I want people to, like, know, like, we literally, there was nothing left to say. We cried. 
we thought, yeah, we know we have two embryos left and we knew that we weren't going to give up on them and mm-hmm. not fight for them. But there was nothing left to say because I think we both felt like by that point what I had been saying and you were trying to talk me out of it, but who knows if you really even believed yeah. it yourself. If it didn't work the first time, why would it work the second time? If it didn't work the first two times, why would, would it work, work the, the third, third time? time. Right. That If it didn't work all three times, right. why would it work? And the fourth one worked. That's what's crazy. Is that <sighs> I just want people to just, know just, like, having just don't that, stop fighting. Yeah, man. Just having that I don't know what you would call that. That you know, some sort of like resilience, I guess, yeah. coming from like such a low place, man. Because trust me, it's a it's a dark place that so we understand what yeah. anybody's going through, man. But if you just keep on going you know, you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get to where you need to be yeah. for sure. Yeah. And there are plenty of times where we just wanted to quit and yeah. just you know, it was expensive as fuck and it was you know, it really derailed our whole entire life's yeah, it plan. Takes everything from you know. You. We were planning our life at you know, when you moved out to Ohio at twenty one and twenty two years old and here we are like literally four years later in into the mix and now we're back in maryland (laughs) like that wasn't that wasn't part of the plan and you know so you lose focus of so many things that you and that's the beauty that's the beauty of infertility i will admit that is that it comes so spontaneous in life that it makes you readjust and and kind of change your perspective and change your perspective on everything and just makes you sit back and be like all right, yeah. what I thought was real in mm-hmm. life isn't real no more. Yeah. What I thought I wanted is not what I wanted. Yeah. What I was going after is no longer yeah. what I'm thriving to go after. So I do appreciate that part of it to where it just threw such a curveball in life that we didn't know anything day to day. You know, things, you'd get a little bit of hope, you'd get devastated. Get some more hope, devastated get some more hope devastated so it was it was almost like I never knew every time we went into the doctor's appointment I didn't know what type of news I was gonna yeah. hear you know yeah. and then just keeping on fighting I, I, I'll never forget you know the last time we went in, in into that facility place you know what I mean like I'll, I'll never forget like we'll never have to go back there yeah for a little while clinic. our fertility right. clinic you know, Until for, we're ready. Yeah. for a while. And that shit was way out it's the way from where home. we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it took a it took about an hour to get there. It was worth it all. And it was worth it all. Every it single drive. Every single second of it. Mm. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. You know, he's here, he's just turned sixteen months and we still will stop what we're doing. You'll catch me crying. I'll catch you tearing up. I'll catch you staring at him. I think you were just laying on the floor this morning and he was like reading his books or something. And you're like, I just still can't believe he's here. Yeah. And it's so true, but you're right. It kind of early on, it just made a lot of things change for us. And it's not like we don't plan anymore. I mean, of course we still have plans and of course we have dreams and hopes for our future. But what infertility did to us is it just taught us so much about what's really important in life. 
And where we're at now is truly focusing on happiness because that's ultimately what we were missing for so long. Yeah. And it robbed that from us. I mean, it robbed it from us. Yeah. I respect the women who fight every single month and don't stop. And I respect the women that make a hard decision to walk away and take a break for a little bit or to walk away and because say, I'm done that. with treatments. And if it happens, it happens. Or to walk away and say, you know what? I have one and one is okay, you know, yeah, right? because it took everything from us. And so what we look at now is, well, what can we do? And if they're, if they're chasing happiness and that's something that's going to give them peace, comfort and happiness, uh -huh. we, we, I think all of us have to respect that, uh -huh. you know, yeah. and, it, and it is a respectable decision no matter what you do, whether you stop it. Or whether you keep on going, man. Whatever but you want. But how hard is that? How hard is that? It's a to very say, hard decision. Like, I have to stop letting this consume me. So I'm gonna take a break now because you also feel that biological clock ticking. And so as a woman, it's like, okay, I need to take a break for my sanity. But I don't feel like but we ever. Six months are gonna go by, mm -hmm. and that's six months more that I'm not helping myself achieve this if this is really what I want it's just torture right but I don't feel like we ever felt like that because I felt like we were just so tunnel vision that we were just going after yeah, yeah. like yeah there was definitely times where we took a month off or whatever it was before through, IVF be, yeah before IVF you know with the Clomid and the IUIs and then trying know, on our try own Jesus Christ <laughs> I hated that shit so much yo I'm like yo I'm <laughs> I'm doing my due diligence with my wife, man. We've been trying, <laughs> yo. Jesus We're trying Christ. everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't feel like once we got to the IVF, I, I, I didn't feel, even after the third one where we were just describing you and I on the ground yeah. crying to each other, holding yeah. each other, I, when we got back up off that ground, it was just like, all right, we got to keep on going, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's what we needed. We needed to let everything out to clear. It was almost like it cleared our mind. Yeah. You know, that was our therapy session. Just no words being said, just crying and just hugging. And it was almost like for the first time since we started IVF and since we had gone through three back-to-back -back frozen embryo transfers. I mean, obviously, we did testing in between them. I did the ERA, but we didn't stop each month. It was like for the first time after that third one didn't take, we knew we were going to try for our fourth. Mm -hmm. Thank God we did. Yeah. But it was like we didn't really need to talk about the plan for a little bit. We kind of were just so devastated yeah. and it wasn't even like we couldn't believe it because we could believe it yeah. we had experienced it yeah. three times we could believe everything that was going on but we were just like we just need we just need to just get through the next few weeks like instead of just picking ourselves right back up me getting my period starting the birth control pill it was like i just needed a month to just be sad and it still goes to show that it didn't do anything for me because my healing through infertility has continued after the birth of our son, yeah. has gone past, you know, even him turning a year old. Infertility will always be a part of our story. Yeah. It will always be something that affects me and you. And that did affect us for such a long period of time. Hopefully 
when we try for our second one, it doesn't take as long. Seven more years. You know? But it, like, like we said again, you know, he's worth it all, you know? Right. And it, it, it but it just, it's, it, you have to stress how important that is, though, about how when you do get the baby, things just don't go away. I know. You know, because Lil' King is 16 months now. And, you know, I'd be lying to you if I told you that there wasn't times where I would have, where I thought about those, those three other little babies. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what if they were 16 months we old? How cute would him. they have been? Yeah. How much, yeah. you know, how happy would it be? Their smile, you know? We all stare that shit. at him and can remember the three that we lost. For sure. For sure. But that's what infertility is. Infertility give you the greatest, the greatest thing in the world. And the worst thing in the world. That's why it really goes back to even what we were talking about on one of our previous episodes was just the importance of therapy. Because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here wondering, like, I really hope we can get couples to come on. These amazing women are mm-hmm. so badass. And I can't wait to just chat with everyone. Yeah. But really just getting men to talk about it, too. got to get these guys out here. But there are guys out here. I heard... um there's probably there's a been a couple on um, the Infertile AF podcast yeah. that that I liked. I is Doctor Mark something, and uh, he was just he was brilliant. And uh, one of the guys from Two Dads UK was on their podcast. And yeah, that was yeah that was moving. Uh, that was one of the episodes. I that think really you called me, me crying yeah. that one. I'm like, oh my god, you just need to listen to this. Just man. for He's the record, so into it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, after going through infertility, we both have come out stronger than ever. But yeah. when hearing certain people's stories, yeah. I tend to get the chills now just from head to toe and really have it sink into my heart and just feel for that. You tend to be the one that's choked up with the tears, <laughs> calling me like, Mo, I was sobbing earlier today. I'd be calling Mo like, I'm on an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> but it's true you know and so I just think the more that men can talk about it too and not feel whatever it is what holds someone back from talking about it I know right now if two people came up to me and one of them was going through infertility for a few years and the other person you know wasn't and got pregnant easily right away I'm going to choose to talk to the person that's gone through the struggle like me because they just get it and so I feel like with the guys it has to be the same they're not alone how are you dealing with it how are you there for your wife how are you there for your partner how do you get through right because all I know as a woman is being super emotional and just the mental toll the physical toll it was a little bit easier for me I never minded the shots even when I started the Lovenox you know that shit burns in your stomach every day yeah the physical part you, you is kind of like your body yeah. just, you know. Because you didn't want me to give a shot at all. Nor did I, nor could I have. I wouldn't have trusted myself. I'm too jittery. <laughs> but Mo, Mo's a champ, man. Mo's just a naturally stubborn woman. So she already has it engraved in her head that she can do everything on her own. So her giving her sh- herself shots was 
uh, just one right, more thing that right up a, her alley. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I do think you're so right. Looking back, like there's no way you could have given me those shots. You would have been way too nah, squirmy no. yourself. Like, you're oh, way more. Babe. Tim's the one that like. Oh my God, Tim's the one that like we see one night shortly after our son was born. It's like super cool in the summer months. Just you know, a nice night. The AC is on. Here comes a little salamander somehow that had gotten in the house. Next thing I know, I'm like, okay, don't freak out, babe. Just like go grab a cup or something. He's like, it's an alligator. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to giving the shots, that was something that was definitely going to be me from the get-go. You're way more squirmy. You're just, we're funny, you know? I just, I feel like the infertility um, journey brought the best out of us. You know, I I truly believe it allowed us to get, um, I guess, a little bit more in tune with our feelings and our emotions and, and who we are in the, at the core of us. You know, I think that it really brought it out. But the one thing I did want to say that um, was the beauty of this community, as well as everything that we've already said, is that um, everything about this is real, it's raw, and it's authentic. And that's very hard to come by nowadays with, you know, even being on something, like, you know, a platform like like Instagram or, or whatever platform you're on, you just pretty much see everybody's highlight reels of life. You know, you see everybody on vacation or everybody posted up next to their new yeah, car. or What everybody or, wants you to see. Right, in the city, you know, on a beautiful night, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that bullshit, man. But here... Man, you get that real raw shit, man, and that's what I can appreciate the most, you know, is people just being authentic, people not giving a fuck about what it really, you know, what it really is. They're just out here trying to connect and trying to help people get through their day and get through their journey. And that's something that I'll always appreciate about this community. Yeah, it's like, and you don't even know, like, one small thing that you say can literally help somebody else survive or get through that day. Or one small thing that somebody else says can be that thing that you needed to hear that's just like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, it's all, it just, it brings it it all back to. And you can attest to that, too, because, you know, which... What you figured out figured out along our journey through infertility and and what you did to you know inevitably get our baby here um, helps a lot of other women at, you know and they'll send you a message like what made you know that it was implantation what made you yeah think of you know like a this higher and that steroid what made you right? yeah and so you just having those answers maybe that specifically what you did is not going to work for them, but that sparks something in them to go out and do their research on their own body, advocate for themselves, find out certain things that aren't part of the protocol that they want to be part of the protocol and all that shit. So, and I have to say, even going along with that, something that's been interesting for me too, along the way is because infertility just affects you so much yeah that connecting with other women who have similar stories as you or just talking about similar things you'll never know what you could say that will help somebody else but also um it's interesting to me to just read more about other things in infertility that I don't know as much about Mm -hmm. embryo adoption donor sperm you know, miscarriage, whatever it might be, there's so much to learn underneath the umbrella of infertility that your issue truly is one small 
part of the many multiple things that could really be stopping someone from getting pregnant and conceiving a child. Yeah. So it's just interesting. It definitely is. Yeah. Man. And there's so much that, you know, you can learn. And mm-hmm. there's so much more yep. to and there's learn. So and many there's so many more people to reach support, out to right? and help during these times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is our our calling in life because I, I truly believe we're all here to serve a purpose and, and help our fellow brothers and sisters out along with, you know, their, their journey of life in yeah. general. And, you know, people go through certain things that the majority of the people around them don't go through for a reason. So they can connect with the people, you know, across the pond. So they can connect with the people across the world. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. up to all these places and just be there to be a support <clears throat> And to be a resource if needed. Yeah. You know? And yeah. That's always such a good feeling, being able to have an answer whenever there's a question directed mm-hmm. your way. Right after Kingston was born, you were like, we have to give back. Oh, my God. We have to give back to an IVF community. Like, you were just immediately had this desire to want to give back. Mm-hmm. And I was so wrapped up in the postpartum and just being a brand new mom after going through, you know, so many years of infertility that that wasn't something I felt truly strongly about to begin with after finally getting our baby here. But you do after you kind of come out of it a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're out of it completely because I feel like it will all, I mean, I think about trying for our last embryo all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Once you come out of it, you feel you like feel you ever come out of it though. Well, now that we've kind of like overcome such a huge what felt like obstacle and we do have him here. Yeah. I do. It's 16 months later now and I felt like this before this point, you get to a point where you're just like you feel like it's your job to give back and mm-hmm. I feel like if I can just be somebody's listening ear if I can just support somebody by letting them know I'm thinking about them or checking on somebody who just recently got a you know BFP but has gone through two miscarriages before so is worried like that literally is your duty is to just like be there and give back to these people who need you because the support is like no other and and there's a lot of um there's a lot of women out there that are setting very good examples for us yeah. right now, oh my you God. know, and just kudos to all the ladies out there and guys, you know, who are doing their part within yeah. this community to make it a, a safer, more respected and, and less taboo area. Yeah. And, it's uh, amazing. Definitely a shout out to all y'all. And they've inspired us to feel like For we sure. owe people the same thing. 100%. It is okay to talk about infertility. It's okay to come on here and cuss if you want. It's okay to come on here and cry if you want. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to come on here and bitch about, you know, whatever it is. This or that. It's, you know, just, it's okay. Because trust me, we understand. Yeah. Whatever it is. But with all that being said, babe, um, I enjoyed your company this afternoon. I know. This was like a really enjoyable conversation. Yeah, that was a treat to hang out with you during the day like this. You know, I'm usually not home for another couple hours. We did not get this time (laughs) at all, but I'm glad that 
it's nice because, like you said, infertility has never left us. Mm-hmm. We talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. We talk about that so much. We talk about mental health so much. We talk about how obsessed we are with our son so much. But it's so great to just make the time to sit down and have these conversations because I feel like it's also therapeutic for us. For and it makes us feel really good. Yeah, and it connects to, us even more on a relationship level. So I had a great afternoon with you, I'm proud of everything we've been through. So am I. You should be proud. You should be proud. But we've been through it together, and there's no way that we were going to make it through without each other. Two times for the real ones. Teamwork makes the dream (laughs) work, baby. I had a great time with you. I love you. This was fun. Bye.